Hey everyone, Mario Barecki here, and I am known as the Conversation Guy. I'm also the founder of MediaMar, and at MediaMar, we help thought leaders craft and distribute conversations that convert. I believe everything starts with a conversation. I believe conversations are the most powerful way to create connections, to create relationships, and to create opportunities with each other. So everything has a basis in conversation. And on this podcast that you're about to listen to, I'm going to have 10-minute conversations with thought leaders to do just that, create relationships, create opportunity, but more importantly, to convey value, value from them and their perspective and how they operate on a daily basis, and to really tell a story that can bring some value and positivity tips, tricks, ideas, what have you, to your life to make it better. So sit back, relax, buckle in. It's going to be a wild ride. I know those things don't quite go together. Sit back, relax, and buckle in. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to get the conversation started right now. And as always, don't forget, if you like what you hear, please rate and review our podcast. It is my honor and privilege to bring back onto the line. Sorry, Abraham. He is the founder of Financial Asset Protection. He's also a member of the Bank on Yourself organization. He works with real estate and business professionals, and he helps them to grow safe and uh, profitable wealth regardless of market conditions. We talked to him on the last show, so if you missed that, go back, get yourself caught up. We'll still be here when you get back. But I'm excited to have him back and uh, pick up the conversation. Hey, Mario. Thank you so much for bringing me back. Oh, my pleasure, my friend. I want to talk to you about something else really quickly to start this episode, because I know we talked a lot about the bank on yourself principle in the last show, and uh, you kind of got into the nitty gritty of that. This show, let's start off by talking about something else you're passionate about, which is MMA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I do MMA, boxing, kickboxing, jujitsu, and I've been doing it for about uh, since 2013, about eight years, close to eight years. And yeah, it's fun. It's it's more of now. It's gone to the point where it's more of a habit than just like a sport. So yeah, it's definitely a lot of fun. It's the most. And before MMA, I used to just go to the gym and just lift weights. You know, that's all I would do. Um, so now it's kind of made that it's changed it up now. So even when I go to the weight gym now and just start lifting weights, I'm like, oh, you know, this is kind of boring. I need to go like you know fight somebody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need to go fight somebody. So you just grab a random dude out of the gym. <laughs> 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 but, um, do you go to an MMA gym? Is that where you go when you work out? Or do you go to a traditional gym and just incorporate your own MMA practice? Yeah. So there's a gym called, it's like a chain UFC gym. And I used to, it used to be mostly just like MMA gym, like more of an MMA trainer gym. It's not so much if you go there to fight, it, but there is boxing there and kickboxing and, you know, jujitsu and wrestling. So uh, I used to go there and then now they, they moved to a new location in Wrigleyville. And pretty much now the new location is like a full weight lifting gym plus the um, MMA part to it. So it's kind of like both now. So it's like a weightlifting gym and you can do um, jiu-jitsu, boxing, kickboxing. So it's pretty cool. And do you just do it as practice and training or do you actually have matches that you participate in? No, no, I just do it just for the training part. So I, I have a lot of friends who do, a lot of my tr- people that I train with, I do actually have MMA fights or they have, they'll have boxing fights or kickboxing only or some sort of jiu-jitsu tournament coming up and I'll train with them. And we'll do like MMA or boxing only and kickboxing. I like to do mostly stand-up, like mostly boxing and kickboxing. I love boxing and, and kickboxing more on the stand-up side rather than wrestling and jiu-jitsu. Um, and yeah, it's more so just training, sparring, um, and then just more for practice and just as a workout. I don't really, I'm not planning on like signing up for a natural fight. Just don't have the time for it right now. Is you know, and I'm 31 years old, so I'm not that. I'm not like a kid, you know, 
to be like running around in a cage, um, you know, fighting people. <laughs> That's cool. So how has MMA, that practice, you said you've been doing it for eight years now. How has that serious practice helped you in your business? Yeah, just, okay, so it's a practice part of it. So it's, you know, when I first got into boxing, I didn't even know what a jab was. I didn't know what cross was. I didn't know, you know, how to throw a punch and, and land it properly, you know? Uh, so, and, and business is the same way. You get into business, you don't know, you know, how to can you communicate with people, how to sell, how to market, how to close, how to research, how to do all these things, but then you end up doing it over practice and practice. Also, um, you know, one thing I learned too from MMA is you never, you want to have like kind of one thing that you're working on. You want to just do like boxing only and then add in kickboxing and then just do wrestling alone and then kind of start slowly incorporating together. So like decompose each martial art and then kind of put them all together later on after you've kind of learned each one. Same thing in business. So like you want to just practice on sales only and then, you know, marketing and then kind of combine this together. And then, you know, I, I started doing podcasting as a guest, you know, so I do podcasting now and then. I'm writing, a, I'm writing a book, so I have a content writer helping me with that. And it's just all these little segments and pieces and, and hopefully mastering each one. Not mastering each one, but getting kind of the understanding of each one and then slowly connecting them and integrating them together. So that's one thing that I've, I've learned from MMA for sure. When you started your business, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, there's challenges that come up, challenges that we plan for, challenges that we don't foresee. And then even when we hit our goals, there's always another challenge waiting around around the bend. I know a lot of entrepreneurs, we have this idea and it's a normal thing where we're like, oh, if I only generate this much revenue, if I only had mm -hmm. this many clients, if I only do this much, all my problems would go away. Mm -hmm. And to an extent, that's true because all the problems you have today would go away because that's probably the solution to them. That's why you want it so bad. Mm -hmm. But once you hit that point, other problems show up. I mean, mm -hmm. the more successful you get, the more higher level the problems go, but the more experience and resources you have at that point to deal with those higher level problems. Mm -hmm. That being said, when you first got into business, what were some problems that you solved that came up or some challenges that came up that you didn't foresee? Yeah, so I, I got into business kind of really naive and like kind of aggressive and just like I thinking that I was just gonna make a lot of money. Like I was just gonna walk into a business and make like $30,000 a month. That was, that I believed that too. Um, and that wasn't the case, of course. There was a lot of problems that were coming up. Like, you know, people weren't interested. You know, you have to follow up. Sometimes you have to follow up with somebody for three or four months until they wanna close a deal with you, especially in the insurance and financial services world, you know? It, the cash flow with it is extended. You know, on average, it could take you six or eight months just to get paid on one client, you're doing all this work. So, you know, th that was something I wasn't expecting. And then as I was kind of going through this, I was like, all right, you know, there, now there's some problems I'm going through. Like number one, cash flow is terrible. I, you know, and I have bills to pay and I, and I rented an office space and I had, you know, computers, uh, software subscriptions and all these other things that were going on that to pay and then not make money. So I was like, all right, no. So now I need to fill in some of these gaps. Um, so I started to do like part-time jobs and like consulting just to kind of fill in the gaps until I could, you know, um, you know, wait, uh, wait until I got paid. And then I kind of just drew a new lesson now. And it's like for a lot of industries, especially in the small business world, you need to kind of assume that to, for the first two years, you're either not going to make any money at all, or it's going to be like a minimal amount, which means that when, if you get into business, you need to have some sort of cash reserves. You need to have some sort of, sort of, uh, side income, even if it's just a few hundred dollars a month or a few hundred dollars a week, sorry. So that way you can cover some of your expenses to keep going. So that's something I learned. I learned that through, and I wasn't even expecting that. I didn't think that I had to go through that. You know, I had heard that like restaurant owners had to do that. They had to have, keep like a bank account with like two years of like savings in it. So that way they can pay. But I just didn't think that was applicable to my business. And it is, of course, it's applicable to almost every single business you get into. Um, and I think if anybody tells you otherwise, if somebody's trying to recruit you to do like business with them and they're saying, oh yeah, you just need a few weeks to get up on your feet. I don't think that's true. 
it takes longer than that, especially if you're in an industry that requires licensing and and product knowledge and certifications. It just as like kind of space it out. Like the biggest lesson I got from all of this was just give it time, give it a good two years, have additional sources of income, side cash reserves, or a combination of both, or access to low interest loans, or good you know if somebody wants to invest in you, just some good access to capital, cheap access to capital, and have all this going, and then and then. Once two years is done, then you'll be able to have the clients like coming in and paying down your debt and paying down other expenses you have. So that's like the biggest thing I got from this. That's good. When this all started happening, when you were facing these problems, you said you had some consulting gigs and such to help you get through and help you mm-hmm. manage those first few years. When it got hard and you even had to do those things, did you ever doubt yourself? Not yourself, but did you ever doubt that you were meant to be an entrepreneur? No, yeah, definitely. So, you know, just because I didn't work the first time doesn't mean it's never going to work. And, you know, that's something I knew in the back of my head. I was like, all right, it won't work this year. You know, it will work in the next six months or it won't work. You know, it, it's just, it's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. And, and I knew for sure, for sure, I you know, was absolutely confident that if I kept doing this and I kept sticking to this, then I'm going to become an expert in this, not only an expert in the subject matter of this, but also an expert at being self-employed and making money and being able to sustain a business doing so. Like if it just, it's just a matter of time and practice. And, and, and I think when it, you know, entrepreneurship, 90% of it is you believing in yourself, you telling yourself like, yes, I could do this. Yes, it will work. I will be successful. You saying those things to you, that's 90% of it because what you think about in your, in your mind, what you, what you perceive, what you think about reflects in your life. So if you're thinking of negativity and you're thinking of failure, you'll get that out of life. And if you're thinking of the opposite, you're thinking of positivity and reaching all your goals and your dreams and your needs and wants, you'll get those too. So it's a matter of controlling yourself from your, your inner mind, your inner subconscious, controlling that and practicing too. So a lot of people too, they'll have you know high hopes and high dreams and then they'll come across hardships in life. And then now it's like, they stop thinking about those dreams and goals. They, you know, just because they had to go back to, they had to close our business, they had to go back to a job, or they had to do something that kind of brought them down. Like same thing with me. The, the point is, is that everybody's gonna have hardships, everybody's gonna have fallbacks, but it's just you keep your mindset going on the right path, on the path that you want it to be on. So you keep your eyes on your goal, and you keep that going, so that way nothing can stop you. Nothing can stop your your perception of where you want to go and why. What are those non-negotiable activities that you have to that you know you have to do every day to keep your business going? Because I know a lot of entrepreneurs they get caught up in the busy work. Mm-hmm. They get caught up in the stuff, so they feel really busy. They feel really tired at the end of the day. Like, man, I was worked all day today, but they really don't get anything productive done. They're working on logos and websites and <laughs> business cards and things like, yeah, they're nice to have, but they're not what's going to move the needle. What are those non-negotiable activities that you know, ir- like regardless of anything else? I have to get this stuff done consistently for my business to grow. Yeah. So there are those small things. Like, for example, in my case, um, I am record. I'm starting a podcast and I'm recording all the episodes and I have them like, you know, I have somebody helping me with um, editing them and, and kind of polishing them up to publish them. Hopefully we're going to publish them in um, in a couple of weeks. Um, so so I have to still work on them, even though I have somebody helping me. I have to I have to, you know, have help out still on my end. I have to tell, you know, the guy what, what I want done because he's not going to know exactly what I want done. And then the, also the ebook that I'm working on, I have an editor too that I have to still maintain that. And all these like small, a lot of content, a lot of marketing pieces that I have to maintain. And sometimes I'll be like, oh, you know what? This is not like, this is not the right thing to do right now because my job is to be on the phone. I'm a financial planner and my job is to be on the phone or over Zoom talking to people about their financial situation. And then hope and then executing a solution with them. That's that's how my business is ran. That's how I get paid. And that's what I should be doing. And I should be doing most of that. 
but I need to get clients. I need to be in front of clients. And this is where all the content comes in, the content writing, the ebook, the podcast, all these other small pieces. So I get what you're saying. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs work on small things that take kind of are not directly related to their business. They just help their business out. Um, and that sometimes might make you feel like you're not doing anything at all. Like, like the whole day will go by. I would have only talked to two people, but I spent nine hours just working on marketing stuff. But I believe that that marketing stuff will lead to more clients and then more clients will lead to more cash flow. And then that more cash flow will be, I'll be able to hire more people to do more of my marketing. So that's kind of the cycle that I'm looking at. That's good stuff. It's a balance, right? You have to balance, you know, every, but you, and in that balance, you can't neglect the important thing, the talking to people mm -hmm. to do the other stuff. You have to just be very cognizant of that. And I think someone told me, I can't remember who, I can't remember who it was. There's a, a um, uh, uh, was it Brian Tracy? Maybe mm -hmm. one of those business gurus who had the saying, I think it was Brian Tracy every, to eat the frog. Have you heard that? Yeah. So you get like the hardest thing yeah. out of the way, like done. Yep. yep. Eat the frog. If you had to eat a live frog every day, when would you do it? First thing in the morning, get it over with. And then you don't have to worry about it the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, what's your frog today? What's that one thing that's the most important that you have to do? Go ahead and get it done. And then like, if you do all your calls, let's say your goal is to talk to five people. Mm -hmm. If you schedule your five calls between 8 a.m. and 11 a.m., mm -hmm. you can get those out of the way. Now from 11 to 5 or whatever your business hours are, you can do whatever you want, but knowing that you did those most important things. Yeah, definitely. The, the, the swallowing the frog in my business is um, the... Pre presenting the solutions and the financial analysis are those two pieces are the it's the most time consuming it can take almost two hours for each call and it's also risk on my part too because what if i go through a whole solution and the client's like you know what i'm just gonna hold off on this you know the things i, I got into this business ex expecting that so but still in the back of my head there's just that kind of whisper like hey what if you know it doesn't work the fear of failure kind of comes in and I just tell myself, like, if I'm fearing that or I don't want to do that, then I'm pretty much unemployed. Like, that's how I get paid. That's how I pay my bills is through um, these meetings. So, yeah, definitely. That's my frog to swallow. That's good stuff, man. Thank you so much for uh, being here today. And on the last episode, I remind people they can find you at finassetprotection.com. They can go there, check out what you're up to. Uh, see all of the cool stuff, the solutions that you offer, schedule an appointment with you, which they should definitely reach out. I know you love chatting with people. So sorry. Thank you so much for being here. And I'm looking forward to picking up the conversation with you again real soon. Thanks, Mario. Thank you for having me on. Hey, everyone. I want to sincerely thank you for listening to the podcast. It really means a lot to me. Conversations are what I thrive on. It's something that I believe is so important for each and every one of us to have conversations that matter, to have conversations that connect us, to create relationships with each other. So the conversation that I have with the guests that are on the show, the conversations that the guests and I create to have with you are equally important and a great way for you to have conversations with us is to rate and review the podcast. So if you could go to Apple Podcasts, go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and rate and review this, it is much appreciated. And you can always find us 
at MediaMario.com. If you go to MediaMario.com, you can find all the things there. If you want to connect with the guests that I had on today or guests that I've had on the show in the past, you can go to MediaMario.com and get their information. If you want to connect with me and have a conversation with me, I welcome that. All my social links everywhere that you can find me all over the web is at MediaMario.com. So go there, visit us, connect with us. I'd love to have conversations with you. I hope you found value in today's show, and I can't wait to bring you the next conversation on the next episode of The Conversation Guy. Until then, have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you real soon. 